Welcome to Sound of Truth Weekly Interview, where we hear about how God is at work in people's lives and in the world today. We're excited you've joined us. Here's our host, Brett Morani. Back again in the studio with my friend Russell Franklin. In our previous episode, Russell shared his testimony, and I really encourage you to go back if you didn't get a chance to listen to that, because what we're going to talk about in this episode today is relevant to his story, because we're going to talk about counseling ministry and what an important role counseling plays in the kingdom of God and among churches. Perhaps you were like me several years ago. I considered counseling kind of a stigma. If you had to go to counseling, you had really serious problems. My viewpoints changed a lot through the years. I've been to counseling myself. Lacey and I have gone to receive counseling, help us with some some, uh, different issues in our marriage, and we've benefited tremendously from it. And I'm thankful that now in our church world, in Christianity in America as a whole, counseling doesn't have the stigma it used used to have. Uh, I think more people are open to it and see the benefit of it. But there are certain points in your life, perhaps, where you might need the help of someone who has really studied and been equipped to help you kind of untangle some of the issues that might be going on in your heart and in your soul. And so don't be afraid and don't be ashamed to seek out help. Russell Franklin is part of a counseling ministry called Foundations. And Russell, welcome again to Sound of Truth, and let's talk about counseling. Well, thank you, Brett. Yeah, I love to talk about counseling. So Foundations has been around for 20 years, uh, began in Pennsylvania, and our uh, executive director, he has uh, been working diligently to grow the ministry. It's now in five different states, and we've just opened Florida, which it's an incredible opportunity for me to come alongside them and for them to come alongside me. And I, I love the name Foundations because it goes back to Matthew 7. As Jesus is finishing that wonderful Sermon on the Mount, he talks about listening to his words, applying his words. If a man does this, he's a wise man. who built his house upon the rock. And then all the, all the uh, elements come, the rain, the wind, all that happens, and yet it's able to stand. We, we know, though, in our own physical homes, storms can come. You may have your house standing, but you may lose some of your roof. You might have other damage. You may have windows blown out. So as a Christian, we, we may have our house still standing as the storms of life come, but we could have some serious, significant damage to our lives. Mm-hmm. That counseling can help to restore and bring us to a wholeness to the house that we need to have on those on that strong foundation of Christ is his word but we often just ha- need help to get those things rebuilt. So you were a pastor for several several yep. years as we uh, made reference to in your story last yes. week. What is it that caused you to want to transition from pastoral ministry full-time to full-time counseling mm-hmm. ministry? So as as a young pastor, I always knew that counseling was needed. I did receive some training I would go back and do training with biblical counseling to be able to help my congregation, to help them through life, uh, and to help them grow in their faith. It's really intense discipleship is basically what it is. And as we continued through that training, I then went back to seminary, worked on my doctorate in counseling. And in that, the a transition began to happen as I was studying and doing my project and working on all of that. The Lord really began to put within me a desire to do more of that kind of ministry. And really, when you're a pastor, counseling is a part of your ministry. 
it can easily overwhelm the the whole of the ministry if you're not careful. So I saw that there was hard to segment, you know, preaching, visiting, pastoral ministry, all the things that you do. And then at counseling, I will always say pastors should counsel. Pastors need to be able to do that. But there are times when you just aren't able to handle certain situations or to give three, five, ten sessions to that person that they might be needing, especially if other other people that are also in need. So in that process of education and growth, I just really began to sense a need to do counseling, to begin a ministry right here. Uh, we looked at the possibility of doing it in a church staff, like joining a church staff. But then I started thinking about smaller churches that could not do that. How can we come alongside any church of any size to help them with counseling in their church membership? Excellent. So Russell, let me ask you this. How does a person or say a couple know when they need counseling? I believe when you're just bumping up against that wall and you're kind of stuck in a situation and you've tried different things. It's like a washing machine. You're just, you're just in that rotation cycle and it's not getting better. It may not be getting worse, but it's there. Sometimes you need someone from the outside to come in and gauge the situation anew, a fresh eyes, fresh ears. Really with a scripture, we want to we want to come alongside with a Bible. A lot of times we look into self-help or self-care to the point where we're excluding what God's given us as the greatest resource is his word. So someone to come in to walk alongside you, to listen, to help you recognize some of the issues of your heart, recognize problems that you weren't even aware of that are leading into this and then point you to scripture so you will grow in your faith and bring about change that is needed. So I would just say, again, it's when you're just stuck in a situation and it's just you can't get any relief from it. I would seek counsel in that situation for sure. And really don't wait until it's just unbearable when you sense it coming. I think God kind of gives us that warning, warning signals that come up. We need to get help. When, you're, when your car light comes on, Oh, it's time to go to the repair shop. I, I know I need to have some service done. Well, God gives us that as well within our hearts. Okay, so let me play the devil's advocate here a little bit. Let's say a person says, well, you know, I, I tried counseling once. I went to my pastor for a counseling session, and I know he meant well, but you know, he, he did what you were saying. He pointed me to a bunch of Bible verses. So mm. I went home, I, I memorized those scriptures, I prayed about them every day, and still I was stuck. Mm. What, what is that? Is something wrong with me? I think a lot of folks have that same question. Uh, the Bible, it is sufficient. It is God's gift to us to read. But I think that we have to understand that, that, that idea that to go from the Word of God to God's heart himself, it's about connecting someone to their Savior. Um, a book that I love to use in counseling is Gentle and Lowly by Dane Ortland, And there you're looking at the heart of Christ for the sufferer mm-hmm. to show them his compassion. And I think for us, um, Paul Tripp and his model for counseling, the goal is to love them and let them know they're loved. Then you want to know them by asking questions that let them know I'm hearing you and I know you by what you're telling me. But then you want to then speak into their lives that truth. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to speak that whole bunch of truth, though, until they know they're loved and known. Mm -hmm. Then I can apply scripture to them and their situation. And then the last part is do. 
So they will then have something to do to apply that to their life. Change comes when you're connecting scripture to the problem, to the issue. It's about heart. And the cool thing is, who, who resides within that believer? The it Holy is a Spirit. Holy Spirit. Yeah. So the Holy Spirit is working through that scripture, and the Holy Spirit's always seeking to grow us in our walk with Jesus. And in fact, Romans 8 says, to conform us into the image of his Son. That's what we're supposed to be doing. So counseling is about helping someone be more like Christ and fall in love with Jesus all the more. Amen. That's good. If a person is considering coming to counseling and they're nervous about, you know, how long is this going to take? What, what do you say to that? I mean, is it, is it a right assumption for me to say maybe one session, maybe 10 sessions, Mm -hmm. maybe three years? Yeah, that's that's an agreement between the counselor and the counselee. That's something that I'm always asking, how are you? H- how was last week? H- how did the assignment that you were to read over and to apply, how did that work into what you were presenting last week? Where are you now in light of, of what we were, you were saying last week? Has anything changed? I want to ask questions like that. And I think as we go through the session, at the end, as I'm giving them something to work on, between the, before the next session, I want to also be aware, what, be aware of our conversation. Where, where are you seeing change? Where are you seeing the aha moments of our time together, but also as you're reading or if you're journaling or whatever it is what I'm asking you to do, um, be aware. Don't just do assignments for me to say you did it, but do these assignments because you're seeking to grow closer to Christ. And it might take time. If you're work, walking through bitterness or trauma or something that's deep rooted it's not going to be something quickly you know dealt with even after counseling is over you're still going to be dealing with it the goal is to give you tools to give a person tools that they can then on their own or with their pastor or another person that they respect and admire or someone that they are trusting to help them continue to walk through this uh, some of the things that we are dealing with are lifelong issues. Yes, we're redeemed and we're forgiven, but we still struggle often with those voices. We struggle with temptation. We struggle with the flesh. We're still living in this body. Mm-hmm. So some people are going to have have ahas and have these changes that occur over issues quickly. Others, not as quickly. And I don't believe in saying we're going to get this done and I'm going to guarantee you five weeks and you're going to be, no, I can't do that. Um, it might be less than that. Some people come in for a checkup. I'm going to come in for once a quarter. I'm going to come in and see you and just see how we are. Some folks come in for a month. Some come in, it just depends upon the person and their particular situation. It's not one size fits all. It's person by person, experience mm-hmm. by experience. I think some people are intimidated by counselors thinking yeah. I'm going in there to meet with someone who's got their act together. Mm-hmm. And boy, you know, when they hear my story, they're just going to be like, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. but the reality is my experience has been the best counselors are those who have been counseled themselves yeah. and they're not seeing themselves as superior, having right. having having it all together, but rather they're wounded healers. Mm-hmm. They they're like the one beggar who shows another beggar where they found bread. Right. Mm-hmm. What has been your personal experience in benefiting from counseling yourself? Yeah, well, that's a great question. And I I have gone through, my wife and I were just talking about this when um, my son was born. Some things that I had been dealing with back to, from my childhood were still there. The wound was still there. And uh, having a little one in my life, the last thing I wanted to do was pass some of those 
hurts or insecurities or anger, things that I was just dealing with onto him. Um, no, of course we all fail as parents. And I think I said, I'm sorry, just as much as I said, I love you to my children, but, um, going to counseling, I went for about four years, Mm. uh, spurred on by the birth of my son and did so not just because I wanted to be a good parent. I just wanted to be a good believer. I wanted to be a person who followed Jesus. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a good husband. I wanted to be I wanted to be okay with myself. I wanted to be right with the Lord and all that involves. So counseling with a Christian counselor here locally. First it was in Georgia when we were living in, in that area. And then we uh, came back to Florida and I was seeing a Christian counselor here in the Jacksonville area. And it was just a great time of listen of him listening and, and sharing. I think as a pastor, it made me a better pastor because I was able now to heal. And now, like you were saying, a wounded he- a healer, we're walking alongside. I usually use the, the example of we're all walking limped. We're limping together and we need to lean on each other <laughs> with our struggles. And the Christian walk is just that. Mm-hmm. And so counseling was not just an eye opener, it was a heart opener. It was a life change for me. Um, that I'm still benefiting from many years later, mm-hmm. many years later since I've been in counseling. Now, even now, I have some men that I talk with on a regular basis, not daily, maybe not even weekly, but regularly. There's some men that I get with somewhere over the phone, somewhere in person, and we just talk because I think we all need some form of input from other people mm-hmm. into our lives. I recently preached here at Harvest Jacksonville on the body of Christ from 1 Corinthians chapters 12 through 14. And one of the things we see in this metaphor that God has given us of his church being his body on this earth is that we are Christ to each other mm-hmm. through our giftedness. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious at this point in time, have you noticed that there is a greater uh, level of success with counseling when people are not just getting their counseling, which is good for them to get, but they're also in a community of believers in which they are receiving and giving yes. in their giftedness and, and such. Yeah, I, as part of counseling, I will really encourage them to be in a small group. If I'm the counselee and maybe they're not involved in a small group, I will say, look, you need community. Uh, you need people that are going to invest into your life, but then people that you can invest in theirs. And I think that is the give and take that we, we, we are always benefiting from one another in that church relationship. So the local church is essential to, you know, and I, and I think, you know, the COVID crisis and we saw the isolation of the home church, the plugged in church, I think the detriment there was, um, yeah, we're online and we can comment and we're together in that fashion, but it was not like being physically in the presence of other believers. And I feel like we definitely are still to this time, to the right now, we're still dealing with the aftermath of that because many people still not have returned to church. They are not benefiting from the presence of other believers. So I believe counseling is about that one-on-one time, but you also need that one on many or with others mm-hmm. to walk alongside. I believe that's what the Christian life is. It's a walking alongside other people with Christ. And might I just add to that, and it's beautifully said, Russell, when we say be in a church relationship, mm-hmm. local church situation, 
sitting in a pew passively, right? standing up and singing a few songs and then listening to a sermon and then going out the door and saying, kind of checking that box off of church, that's, that's not cutting it. Mm-hmm. Church worship services are, there's very little relational engagement, almost like you're sitting in a movie theater. Right. You've mm-hmm. got to get in some type of group setting right. to where you're on a regular basis talking about life. Right. And I do believe, too, those that are, because of their health or other reasons, are home, those who are gathered together need to engage them mm. as well. So we need to definitely recognize some are not able to be here for various reasons, but so how can we bring the church to them in a gathering around them? We need to create a way to engage those who are not able to be there. Those who can be there, they need to be encouraged. Please, we need you here. We miss you. you know, it needs to be encouraged. And if, you're, if this is not the place for you, please be engaged in a Bible teaching church mm-hmm. somewhere. Uh, you, your soul needs that. Yes. You know. That's good. All right. We're almost out of time here, so I do want to quickly just let our uh, listeners know how can they reach your ministry, particularly if they're here in Northeast Florida. Right. Uh, several of you are listening from different parts of the country and world, in fact. Um, find something local or something that you sure. can, in terms of counseling, if you need that. But how can someone reach foundations here in Florida? Right. So the main way to do that is through the website. That's www.foundchristcouncil.org. And that that's the website that has all the offices located. So if you click on the counseling tab, it'll scroll down all the states that we're in. And Florida is listed there. And, and of course, it'll show you who we are. I got a photograph of myself and Lauren, who is our female counselor. And it, it also will show uh, the phone numbers. An A77 number is there. So it's really easy to get a hold of them. We also offer online counseling, which is a you know, HIPAA-approved platform, so it's very private. So that's offered for anyone, anywhere can be have counseling. So you could be listening to this on the West Coast yeah. and yeah. still connect to and, your and ministry. That is the one of the good things that COVID brought to us mm-hmm. was that great resource of counseling for someone who, you know, I, I live in a, in, a, in a place where there's nothing for a, a miles. Mm-hmm. to get to well if you have internet connection you can get counseling yeah and so and that's a great thing and, and one thing right we do is we our goal is to be an extension of the church uh, as a pastor my heart is for the local church as a counselor my heart is for the local church and i feel like we want to come alongside pastors come alongside uh, church leaders and say you know we want to offer resources to you as a church as well as counseling so that your your congregation as they're walking through various troubles and trials, uh, they have some place they can receive the help that they need. And mm-hmm. you can trust that I'm myself or Lauren, we're not going to undo what you've been preaching from the pulpit in one hour. We mm-hmm. wanna we wanna come alongside what your what your solid teaching is and offer that a similar solid teaching through the counseling experience, just to have that reinforcement. So it's not, uh, uh, we don't want to be an extra from the church. We want to be an extension of the church. That's our goal. Excellent. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you coming in again and sharing about your ministry. You are welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sound of Truth. If you enjoyed it, please rate and review it. Also, tell your friends about it. Thanks. Music is by Canon and is used by permission. Sound of Truth podcast is produced in collaboration with Harvest Jacksonville and is copyrighted by Brett Amorani. 2023.